everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today, and I'm so glad to have a return guest on, and that is Kathy Aston. Kathy, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Kevin. How are you? I am doing well. I'm so glad that you're back. I'm so glad that we can talk a little bit about hiring and the dental assistance role and what you're seeing in with that. But as we, before we dive in, I should say, I would love for our audience to know a little bit more about you so they can be reminded of who you are and what you do. Well, thank you, Kevin. I uh, appreciate the invitation and I'm happy to talk with everyone. I have been consulting for 20 years right now. Um, I'm celebrating the 20th year this year, which is kind of amazing, I think. (laughs) It really is. So I've been around dentistry for many more decades than that. However, my focus has been more on consulting. And most recently, since the pandemic, I help practices hire for their open positions. And that is not an easy task, we know, in today's environment, for sure. You you are so correct. <laughs> so, so Lynn, since we last spoke, How have things changed in that regard? Have things gotten better? Is it more challenging? What would you say has unfolded in the last year or so? Things have not gotten better, especially in the clinical world. I will get many, many, many resumes for someone like a scheduling coordinator, patient coordinator um, in that role. Many people feel even if they don't have the experience, they can fit into that role. For clinical team members, you're really, really hard to find assistants and hygienists especially. What I'm finding is that some of the um, schools have closed. I'm in Minnesota, and Minnesota requires dental assistants to have licenses to be able to more than do more than just um, hand instruments and so forth. So you need to have that license to be able to practice with the dentist and perhaps even have some expanded functions. And schools are closing, and I don't know why people aren't going into uh, dentistry. Yeah, it's a tough time. You know, and one thing that I have heard is that a lot of dentists, a lot of hiring managers are bemoaning the fact that there aren't qualified dental assistants out there, that so many have to be trained on the job and not that there should be a stigma against that or anything else, but I'm hearing that that's causing a lot of stress for practices that then an assistant who's already in the practice has to take on the training for another assistant and it just kind of builds within there. Is that what you're hearing as well? That's true. Um, Just recently, I've been doing many interviews this week and hiring for the front of a practice and have talked to some chairside trained assistants which is great. We can use them here in Minnesota. Um, you have limited functionality if you're chairside trained here. One of the things I find is that many practices don't have good training. They don't have a training manual. I, I was instrumental in getting that started in a pediatric practice several years ago because we failed a new assistant right out of school. Um, she read the employee manual and she took that to heart and she didn't prepare for the next day. And in a pediatric practice, as you know, you may have children with special needs, with special medical issues, and that could have caused a, a huge problem for a child. 
And after that, we made a training manual and have a training process. A lot of practices don't do that. You're trained kind of by fire. <laughs> you come in, hi, we're going to train you today. Oh, we're short an assistant. Can you fill in here? And, and that's such a great point because a lot of practices I know, you know, there are a lot of experienced dental assistants who listen to this podcast as well. And I think that's a great point. Those training manuals that sometimes collect dust up top on the, the shelf and, you know, haven't been opened in five years or so, uh, that could be such a great resource to have and to make sure that it's updated all the time. Updated. You said the key word there, Kevin, you've got new procedures, you've got new equipment, you need to constantly update. Yes, definitely. So what are some of the key things that you're looking for when a dental assistant resume crosses your desk or when a, when a practice is looking, what are some of the key traits that you look for in a dental assistant? Personality, someone, someone that is engaging, someone that is excited to be where they are, to be a dental assistant. One of the questions that I do ask them is why? Why did you choose to be a dental assistant? And the answer I usually get is I like to help people. I love to see a patient leave with a great smile and happy that they've done the work that we've been able to complete. So curiosity, wanting to continually learn being excited to go to work. Yeah. I like that. It's not just a J-O-B. I, I interviewed somebody for that one time. I, I said, uh, he happened to work for a dental lab. And I said, uh, why are you looking to leave? Oh, because I'll make more money. It's just a job. Mm, it's not all about the money. It, it's not, you know, and, yeah. and, and I think it's, it's, that's elevated a little bit since the pandemic because people know they can hop between jobs, but at the same time, I, I think the culture of practice is so important, uh, you Absolutely. know, that the people stay there for sure. Absolutely. You mentioned something there saying hop between jobs. That is something I do look at, at a, on a resume. Okay. If, if you've got, um, on your resume that you've had um, three jobs in the last three years. I want to know why. Now, it could be the culture. That could be one of the reasons. Um, I think, a, you know, having a great office that makes everyone feel like family is really important. But if you are only looking for more money, when I'm interviewing I'm going to find that out and you might not be my top candidate. You, you know, you've, you mentioned you're in Minnesota and we know how progressive I should say Minnesota is when it comes to what their dental assistants can and can't do. It's, it's a tremendous uh, state that I think a lot of other states should look at uh, for dental assistant duties. But I, I'm curious, whenever you talk about the training for the assistants and the schools that have closed, is that something that, how much of that should be on the dental assistant themselves to take on that responsibility, to stay current, to take those CE courses, to do things that maybe they're not asked to do, but they know they should do to keep up with what the profession asks? Well, I, I think it's important 
for dental assistants to consistently be curious. You know, there's a lot of changes all the time in dentistry. Um, maybe not exactly in how you do, say, a root canal or or a crown, but in the equipment that comes along with it, in the the resources that you have available. They're always updating and continually having that curiosity on how can I better myself? I mentioned earlier, I've been consulting for 20 years, but I've been around dentistry for a long time. And I constantly want to learn about new, new things, new equipment, new procedures, new technology. Look at how technology has changed in the last 20 years. Absolutely. I think it's so important. And having a license here in Minnesota requires that you have a certain amount of CE every two years to keep your license up. You were just here in Minnesota and spoke with the Star of the North, right? I was. I was. Yes. I love that. I love that state. I love coming back to Minnesota for sure. Yeah. You'd like it right now. It's gorgeous. It's not cold and cold and snowy. <laughs> that is not a bad thing at all. One of my dearest friends uh, used to live in Apple Valley, and we'd always come up in the summer, and he always joked, why don't you come up at Christmas time? You know, we always said, you know the reason why. So, <laughs> Exactly. But you're in Colorado, so you get a little cold and snow. A little bit of that, too, for sure. So we're enjoying uh, the, the spring and summer here as well. You know, and, and, and I want to ask you uh, a, a thought, uh, because you mentioned the, the, the technology moving forward. How, how much are, do you see generations working together, learning from each other in a practice? You know, one thing that my daughter, my daughter's 25, we just had a talk the other day about AI and how it's changing not only our world, but what we do for a living, you know, especially with ChatGBT being able to write so many different things now. And, you know, so I'm curious, how do you see the, the generations working together to learn to together about these technologies as well? That's an interesting question, and I and I have an example for you. Um, okay. As you're stating, you know, we have all kinds of generations working together. I'm of the baby boomer generation, and I feel that I'm pretty tech savvy. I've even used not chat GPT, but another one, and I thought it was just way cool. It was really interesting for me how it took my words and re- restated them as a hygienist who may be closer to retirement and we're all retiring later right now because of economic reasons and whatever you need to keep up with these new things i my example for you is i recently worked with a practice who had um an assistant who was having some problems with her hands and not able to physically assist as well. Great assistance, wonderful with, with the patients. So they decided that they would put her up in front and have her be a, a treatment coordinator. Not good with computers, knew nothing about insurance, didn't like insurance, didn't really realize she had learned so much about insurance. She does not like that job. Now, wouldn't it be great if that assistant may have taken a little time to learn a little bit more about the front so maybe she could have a role that's part-time front and part-time back 
to help with the physical issues. You know, as we age, we can't bend over as well. Our hands don't work as well. And, and so keeping up with technology, keeping up with computers and learning how to do all that, I think is extremely important for everybody, for everybody. And I haven't seen, have you seen chat GPT in the dental world yet? You know, I've started to see uh, some friends of mine who are working in the publications are starting to see some submissions come in that feel like a chat GBT submission. Okay. So that that's something that I'm really starting to watch, uh, you know, on, on that side of things. It's interesting. Sure. sure. That's interesting. So, you know, and, and I, I love the point that you just made because, again, it, it's up to us to it stay is, current. It's, it's up to us. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned CE you know, don't take the same courses every year. Take something new. Take something interesting. Try new things. Try new avenues. Do you like to do marketing? Well, let your doctor know, hey, I love to do marketing. I'd like to help here and help in this respect, you know, maybe on Facebook. But, of course, check out the content, you know. Um, but try new avenues to help the practice get to where it wants to be. I like that for sure. You know, and I know that you are a wealth of knowledge. Uh, I know that you're always very kind to, to re to have people reach out to you. And so I'd love to ask if a dental assistant wants to pick your brain a little bit about what you're seeing and maybe ask some questions, how's a good way for, for him or her to get a hold of you? Well, to get a hold of me, my website is www.astedconsulting.com. That's a S S N Sam T E D C O N S U L T I N G dot com. My email is Kathy A K A T H Y A at Asted Consulting dot com. I'd love to talk to you. If you want to go through a mock interview with me, I'm told I'm a pretty hard interviewer, so <laughs> I'd be happy to spend some time with you. Um, I just talked to uh, a hygienist who will graduate in August. And as we all know, hygienists are really, really hard to find and had a great talk and, and she's already looking for a position. So if you're graduating soon, get out there, get started. There are definitely positions for you. I, I love that. And I love that you're willing to help. Uh, you know, that I really do appreciate that, Kathy. So and, and hey, I always love picking your brain about this kind of stuff. And I yeah. love to see what's going on out there in the, in the real world. I'm using those yes. airplanes. <laughs> I'm right in the middle of it right now, interviewing. I'm hiring for two different dental assisting jobs right now here in the state of Minnesota and uh, a several hygiene, hygiene jobs. So get out there, get your name out there and, you know, be current, be well and love what you do. I love that. Uh, response and absolutely I'm going to keep up with you to see how those openings go and how long it takes to actually fill them so okay. Kathy thanks so much for your time I appreciate it thank you for asking me Kevin let's do it again L you know what I look forward to that that sounds like a great deal to me and okay. thanks to all of you who have listened to this episode of the Dell Assistant Nation podcast hey go back through some of our previous episodes you can find them all whether you get your podcast through Apple Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Our entire library is there. We put out something every week to help you have a better career. So until next time, it's Kevin Henry signing off for the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. And hey, here's to a great day ahead for you. <laughs>